Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome in Bobby Bucket Hats from Orlando, finishing his Florida swing. Uh, burn the tape, Bobby. Sorry for the d- tape delays. We had some uh, technical difficulties in Brockton tonight, um, but um, I think we're going to be all right here. Um, anyway, thank you uh, again uh, for uh, being patient. Uh, for those of you who waited uh, us out here on a Saturday night, uh, Celtics sneak by the Magic. I kind of thought they this game sucked. This was a really bad game by the Celtics, but again, talent prevails, Tatum prevails, and the Derek White revenge game, um, you know, was good enough to to win it tonight. Um, but this was a pretty sloppy effort, classic back-to-back sort of game. Defensive intensity wasn't great. Bobby settling for a lot of threes, a lot of early-in-the-clock threes, a lot of my ball stuff. I think the worst thing that happened to them tonight was they, they hit a ton of threes early and then just got three happy, thought they could just kind of – blast their way to victory um and they stopped passing i think the assist rate was high just because so many shots were falling early uh but it really was not they they weren't very connected tonight no it was it was sloppy early i thought offensively and defensively i think joe mazula said after like the pickup points were the big things he wanted to work on and at halftime they definitely went over a lot on that end too and they came out with more energy i thought at a halftime he loved that blake griffin play that in yeah. the corner there um, that led to some breakout opportunities, easy buckets for Tatum throughout. Again, we've talked about that throughout the year. And overall, like he just cruised to an awesome game. Jalen Brown broke out late in that quarter. So that third quarter was the big one for them turning it around because first half, it definitely felt like a rest, ease into things, try different lineups kind of game. And they kept the magic in it through that approach. Yeah. Um. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess we could, you know, we could work our way through the positive because uh, there were two positives, uh, you know, Tatum being Tatum again uh, was uh, they needed it. They needed it um, because, uh, you know, they weren't getting it from Brown tonight. Um, and then uh, the Derek White, you know, best game of his life. Uh, I mean, best game of the Celtic by a million miles, but. I mean, holy wow. You know, the threes are going down early, and it's something we saw in the preseason. So you're like, okay, is this carry? Is it fluky? Is it a small sample size? The quick trigger threes, you know what, though? He was taking quick trigger threes last year. His release was pretty quick on the catch and shoot. Just nothing was falling. Um, You think you see a difference in his stroke a little bit? Are you still seeing it? Yeah, less of that lean. That's a big thing for me. Like, he used to kind of lean, fade away a little bit when he didn't have to create some imbalance on that. He, he's more straight up, I think, more uh, fluid 
more straight follow through. I think with him uh, and the three looks good for sure, but I, I love him getting going, rolling downhill. I love him bouncing off the screens and finishing at the basket. He did that with Brown. He did that with Tatum. He's just dynamic. And we've had our back and forth about him, John. I just love it. He does a million different things, not only in the rebounding and defense game where I love him navigating screens, but he can score in a lot of different ways too. Yeah. I, I just like the Derek White. who I like the Derek White who scores. Yeah. No, it, it helps. Know, it helps to get 27. You know, call, call me old fashioned. Yeah. And and he's been shooting one of the start this year as a whole. You're not going to get this many uh, points from him, which was amazing. It really and getting up elevating on that dunk the way he did i know you were blown away by that when everyone was uh, so like this well because you don't see it he's not a high riser um and so to see him do it in traffic you know he's not he's one of those guys where when he gets that deep in the paint for the most part he's actually trying to draw contact um you, you know he's not trying to finish strong through contact uh just because he just doesn't get a lot of lift you see it um there and he does draw a lot of fouls he got to the free throw line a bit last game um that way I was just stunned because it wasn't just that. It was that the right before that, the and one finish with the left was a very, very strong take. Um, and he finished through contact there. And then that one, he just went up and over. I see Sherrod trying to peek in. Sherrod, give me a thumbs up when you're good. Sherrod is good. We're going to bring him in. Sherrod is also You guys hear me okay? I can hear you. The light, the light is making it a little tough to see you, but we're going to live with it. Hearing is good. We didn't have hearing last night. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing you. This was a good game. This was yeah. a really, really good game. Um, when we think about these Celtics, we tend to think about the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum show, but clearly you look at what you got from Derek White. You look at what you got from Grant Williams. You look at what you got from Blake Griffin. I think Bobby was just talking about that a minute ago. That sequence was, was just, that's the kind of stuff you need uh, from guys who aren't going to play a lot. But when they do play, you need them to produce. And then that was, again, this was this was one of those games where Orlando played the way you knew they'd play. They were desperate. They were hungry. And they, they fought. They made they made it into a much more game about physicality. Um, but the Celtics found a way to get the wins, remain undefeated. And they look, I mean, they look ridiculously good. And the thing about it is you can clearly tell that there's there's still levels of growth in their game as a team. Yeah, I mean, it was like, and Bobby, if you wanted to run out and grab Derek White real quick and jump back on the charades here, feel free. Um, uh, Derek White was about to speak. Bobby uh, jumped onto the show here because I think we were a little late. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sherrod, so, I mean, I always like these. Uh, and, and thank you guys for the super chats here. Thanks again, Remy uh, and Solo Man uh, uh, as well. But I always like, um, you know, you like to see those games where you're like, I don't want to play this tonight. This is an inferior opponent. It's a back-to-back. We don't want to be here, you know, and, you know, a classic trap game. You start the season with two of your Eastern Conference rivals. You know you got Chicago coming on Monday, and this is just one of those games where you know, it, like I tweeted this out, this felt like one of those 12 minutes of effort games. You just slog your way through it early. You put your foot on the gas in the third quarter or something or fourth, and you just put them away. They didn't really do that. They kind of hung in there. So they were pretty leaky on defense. We haven't gotten into the Al Horford thing. Yeah, you can survive a non-Al Horford game against Orlando. It's going to be hard to survive these. So, you know, 
I, I like to see that they did because that's what good teams do. Uh, in the end, it's like it really wasn't as close as the final score. We were going to win at some point or another, you know, that the, the um, but the, the the big stuff was pretty troubling. Some of the bad habits that they leaked into, you don't want to necessarily see those uh, early in the season, especially after the first couple of games, because Philly's an almost perfect game. Things got a little bit sloppy in Miami with the 20 turnovers and just got a little bit loose with things. And then tonight was not all in all an overall great effort. It's just they're just a superior, ta- superior talented team. So they're going to pull that one out. Yeah, I mean, this game felt more like the necessary evil that you got to yep. go through in order to just survive you know, tomorrow. Yeah. And, and you know, I, again, I, I give Orlando credit for, for being scrappy. They looked a lot like, you know, the, some of those early Brad Stevens teams that, you know, they were hungry, they were feisty, but you knew they were going to win. Uh, you just knew that. But Tatum, man, I mean, he's playing on a different Nuts. plane than the rest of the world right now. Uh, you know, you, you always hear those MVP, MVP chants. And I always think most of the time it's just bullshit. Um, but when you start really looking at what he's doing and the ease at which he's doing it. Uh, I was talking with one of these coaches after the game, and that was a point that he brought up that, you know, what he's doing now is not easy, and yet he's making it look ridiculously easy. Like, it seemed every time teams go on a little bit of a run, Tatum just raises up for a shot or gets to the rim. He makes the right basketball decision. Uh, And I don't think he's done that as consistently in the past that we're seeing in these first three games. And obviously it's a small sample size, but it's a good omen that they played three games and there have been multiple times in each of those games where he has made that critical right decision that either blew the game wide open or it sealed the victory for them. And that's, if, if you're the Celtics, that, you're feeling really good about where he's at, what he's able to do, and the room that he's left himself in a team to grow. Yeah, so that's the thing is like, I mean, again, I, I gushed about it game one. I, all the way into game two, because I thought game one was uh, basically a perfect game from Tatum. Um, again, tonight, I think he's the only, uh, him, him and White were the only two guys. Yeah, they've got the box score numbers to prove it. They're the only guys that played both ends, ends of the floor all night, too. Um, his defense is on a different level. You know, he switched over on Paolo that time, got the turnover, took that assignment whenever he needed to. That's a big boy. I know he's a rookie and I know he's 19. That's a pretty tough assignment. And he took it. He's so locked in and so engaged defensively. It's unreal. But the difference between this year and last year, and again, very small sample size, the he's just making the right reads almost all the time. Um, and that was kind of the difference. Last year, I felt like you know, he was forcing the issue some. He was dribbling into double teams. He wasn't passing out of them quickly enough. He was getting blitzed. He was getting frustrated. He was getting trapped. He was forcing the issue. He was holding the ball a little too long. There were pockets of that, and that made it. So, yes, he's still an incredible player with, with the talent and ability to score. But everything felt hard last year, harder. Even though his final numbers are great and he made first-team All-NBA, I felt like he had to work so hard. This just doesn't... It's not that he's not working. It just looks like it's coming easier to him right now through three games. It does. And and you touched on the defense. Uh, that, that was a topic of conversation in the locker room before yesterday's game. And I, I tweeted about this and put a poll up about it. The question was, who is the third best defender on this team? Because you kind of put Marcus and Rob Williams kind of in their own category. So who's the next best? And Tatum was, you know, of the guys that were talking about in the locker room, Tatum was the guy. And the poll numbers that I, I put out there, Tatum got the majority of the votes on that. So yeah, he's taken that side of the ball way more seriously than I think he has in the past. And I think he's understanding that 
he's got to be that guy at both ends of the floor. And I know it's one thing to hear coaches talk about it and you're, you're told that's what you need to do. But I, I think he realized coming so close uh, last, you know, last year, well, two games away from the finals, even though he struggled offensively, had he been a better defender, who knows what might have happened. I think that's part of his mindset coming to the season. Taking a quick break to tell you about our awesome sponsor, betonline.ag, our sponsors here. And they want to remind you that football is back. How could we forget? A couple weeks into the NFL season now, BetOnline remains the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. That's, of course, college as well. You always find all the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at BetOnline. Awesome website, easy to toggle through the different settings, and no one has more. Uh, your continued source for sports wagering information is bet online with live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. I know I'm excited about Syracuse right now. Might lay a bet on them at some point. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. That's MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf all year long. Go to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus. You know the code by now, CLNS50. That's CLNS50 when you sign up for 50% back on your first deposit. Put 100 in there, get 50 back. That's how that works. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it really Bobby and I and if he were here, Bobby would tell you Bobby and I used to kind of debate this. I think smart gets smart is that gritty dive on the floor sort of guy, you know, kind of heart and soul and the guts of it. And you like you always see what he's doing on the defensive end. And of course, he's invaluable uh, there. And then Rob, you know, just, you know, just being the eraser on the back line and just, you know, such a game changer uh, and the metrics with him on and off. But Bobby and I always talked about that uh, t- neither Tatum nor Horford got enough credit for just how incredible that defense was last year. And it might have been on a par with those guys, just not in the same way where you're grabbing headlines. Like I said, smart. He's always on the ground. He's always diving. He's always hustling. And Rob's blocking shots into the 12th row. Those guys are, you know, like put their stamp on a defense in a very demonstrative way. But Tatum is always, I mean, when he's locked in and engaged, He's a tough guy to get past as an individual defender. He's an incredibly smart team defender and help defender, clogging up passing lanes with his length, just his angles, everything that he does. And he is so locked in right now. And then Horford again, uh, you know, is is huge. Not only did they miss Horford with the with the rebounding tonight, um, you know, his his defense, you know. Uh, matters and that, that was a tough one he's a guy who yeah paulo's quick but he would have bodied him up a little bit as well and i think that would have helped a little he would have certainly cleaned up the glass uh dirk chiming in here uh with a super chat dirk you gotta save it buddy you can't can't spend it all in one place here um first back-to-back Messi took care of business different than last year yes that is exactly right uh certainly different than how last year started uh that's for sure uh and yes tons of room to improve um i i i agree uh arrow's definitely pointing up and again down horford and down williams it's hard to not feel good about this even though it was kind of an ugly win yeah, yeah, and and that's that's you got to do that. I mean, you, you, the good teams are able to do that. You're able to win on nights when you just don't have your best stuff. 
That's what the great ones do. And, and the Celtics are making a case for being that team in the East. Uh, you know, you, you look at just the way that they're winning, the different comp, the contributions that they're getting from guys. I mean, you know, we haven't talked said a word. I don't know if you guys said anything about Sam Hauser, but, man, I mean, he threw down some – I mean, just – where did that, I mean, you know he can shoot, but the confidence he has and the recognition that they have of getting him the ball without forcing it to him. It's like his he's a great shooter, and he's knocking down shots that come into the flow of the office. It's not being forced. And for a guy that's like your, what, fifth, sixth, seventh option to get those kind of looks uh, and work him into the offense and then not be forced, I mean, that's – there's a lot of good stuff going on with this team right now. Where, why, why, why no Hauser in the second half, though? I, you do see that sometimes where, you know, and regardless of who the player is, when you have that offensive specialist player, whether it was Cantor, you know, and you'd sneak him in for a 10, you know, seven, eight minutes and actually get a good run off of him uh, or whomever. Uh, there's another example of who I'm thinking of. Uh, and then you, you, you're afraid to go. You're afraid that they're going to turn into a pumpkin. You're not going to get those second half minutes out of out of them. Uh, uh, and and Hauser, you know, I I think he's acquitting himself just fine on defense. Where I would give him a second quarter spurt and a third, you know, uh, late first, early second, and, and another look into the third quarter. Because again, that shooting is automatic. And when you have those lineups out there, I actually like that lineup where he was working. I think it was Brogdon, uh, him, Grant. Pritchard in that second quarter, yeah. a ton mm-hmm. of spacing out there. And that's why yeah. he got those looks, you know, and Pritchard knocked one down too. You didn't see either of those guys. That's a big, I, I know they're going to hurt you a little bit defensively. And I know defensively they weren't playing well, but I think he just, you know, if, if he's going to show that he, if, if Joe's going to ride with that all bench lineup, sometimes I think you just got to trust in those guys and just leave them out there and let them play um, rather than put them on ice. I think the I think the concern was twofold. One, I, I think just the way the game was becoming more and more physical as it progressed. I think his concern was if you have one or two of those guys out there, you might lose the momentum and, and, and control that you had of the game. And the other is there's a certain I think there's a certain amount of contributions you think those guys can give you, and when they exceed that, I don't think you want to. Be- greedy uh, and I think that's one of the things Joe he's gonna they're gonna be nice where you need to but I don't think this was one of those nights particularly when you had Tatum going the way he was going Derek White was having one of the best games he's ever had shooting the ball in fact I, I wrote about that uh, for fullcourtpressbulletin.com and I actually I talked with his shooting coach and I got the four keys to why he's a much better shooter this year uh, and it's 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 things that if when you see them laid out you're like yeah he is doing that thing more now than ever uh, and so you start looking at the, your core guys and how they were playing. And I, I think, you know, Joe just said, you know what, I'm just going to I'm not going to go chips all in with with Sam and Pritchard. I'm going to take what they can give me, be happy with that and keep on moving. And this is uh, just you see on the screen there. This is where you can find Sherrod's written work, uh, full court press dot bulletin dot com so you go check out that Derek White story and again you're saying the shooting coach here is there an I mean Bobby thinks that he's noticed something there what 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 is what's 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 different about his about his shot right now what were they working on specifically the biggest thing that they worked on was getting him to not lean back on the release. That's, that's what Bobby was saying. He must have read yeah, it. He must have read your piece. Yeah. That's that that was the one thing that when they started really breaking down his 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 shot mechanics, realizing they had to tweak some things. That was the biggest thing to tweak. Uh the other thing is and, and again, I'm not gonna get them all of them, but they as you gotta read it. 
Yes. But that was the one thing that, you know, when I look at I'm, when I watched him play, I, and something looked different. And that when it was brought to my attention, yeah. um, it, and it, it's paying off for him. I mean, he's been arguably the best long range shooter on this team uh, so far this year, which is kind of scary. I mean, obviously that's going to, you know, Tatum and, and Grant and, and Malcolm will most likely surpass him, but he's giving you so much more than you were anticipating you get from him from an offensive standpoint now. And that's the thing. You're almost, you're, you're almost a little, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to pour cold water on it. You're worried. Like it, this is, you know, you don't want it to be an unsustainable clip. We just had a reasonable request. Don't shoot right. 23% from three, shoot 35% right. from three. That's right. enough of a threat. That's kind of Marcus smart range. And we'll get into exactly. smart a little bit later, but just enough where when it swings to you and it's open, there's a likelihood people have to respect it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there were stretches last, last uh, during the, the finals where people were, I mean, in the playoffs, people are just playing off him. Uh, and, and not respecting that at all. And that just creates problems there. So, yeah, do you expect him to shoot, you know, 50% from three? No. But, man, right now it's like it, it's the total opposite of last year. Every time he would catch it last year, it was a good shot. It was probably the right shot. But you just – who just walked by? Give me – no? No. Oh, uh, but you just never felt it was going in. Now, all, after three games, you're like, yep, 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 there it is. He's got it. Yo, speaking of walk-bys, you know, you're not going to believe who was at this game. And I, I didn't get a chance to Betsy talk to him too long. Close. Uh, Kimba she Walker. Was, she was. They own, they own the team. Um, Kimba Walker was here. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we talked for a hot minute. Um, looks a little, a little thinner. Um, just, you know, just hanging out, you know, just was just happened to be around and checking out a game. I, I really want that guy to get a job. Um, I really do. I understand why he doesn't have one. I totally get that, but man, I I do miss you know cardiac Kimba. I and we never we may never ever see that guy, that guy again. But damn, um, you telling me out of the four hundred and fifty or so guys in the NBA right now, Kimba's not better than any of those guards? Yeah. So, I don't know. Cool. I don't know. That's the tough part. Is you know it's almost uh, he's almost in uh, he's almost in IT land right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah, I bet you you could come and provide me some instant offense, but I don't know if you're going to be a very efficient scorer and the defensive liabilities and your right. just inability to stay on the court is just a killer and it's just not worth it. Um, but I is he a guy who went, went – and he still hasn't been fully set free, right? Right, right. Um, There's, yeah, it's, he's, yeah it's, it's, it's complicated. The relationship is complicated. When he does, I do think he'll catch on. I think he'll get some vet minimum deal. I think he'll stick somewhere. I don't think he's even. I don't think he'll be like it with some ten day contracts here and there. I bet you we see him. I just don't know what you're gonna get out of him. But yeah, all time good guy. Things went south for him so quickly. It really was a bummer um, yeah. that 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 it did uh, that it just kind of cratered for him as it did. Um, really quick, do you want to tell you guys again? Um, uh, about one of our sponsors here. You should know them by now. Uh, but again, the orders keep pouring in and we really do appreciate it. Um, Athletic Greens. Um, it's a product we all take here. Uh, we take it because we like all of the health benefits and it's a really easy kind of one-stop shopping way uh, to get all of this stuff into your system. It's a, and, and, you know, a pathway to better gut health 
more energy, uh, you know, a healthier immune system. Uh, don't want to take a zillion pills and vitamins. Uh, just boom, one scoop and a cup of water and you're good. Uh, it's diet friendly. There's no sugar in it. Uh, it's endorsed by uh, tons of health experts, celebrities, athletes, basically costs three bucks a day. You want to get healthy three bucks a day. It's a small price to pay. So again, uh, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for all these different pills and supplements to look out for your health, to make it easy. Athletic Greens is giving you, Athletic Greens and the Garden Report are giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash garden. Again, athleticgreens.com slash garden. You will get a phenomenal T-shirt. Everybody dragged me when I showed the old design. I can't get the new one sent to me, so I'm not going to do it, but I'm telling you, the T-shirts are coming. DM me with your receipt and your size. Uh, we'll give it to you, and for those who've been waiting for so long, uh, we're going to probably throw in a Cedric Maxwell T-shirt as well um, because we've got a few of those back order from last year's playoffs. So you'll probably get a double bonus here because some of you guys have been waiting for a long time. The Max T-shirts are one size only, so you might have to wear those as a jammy shirt at night if you happen to be a smaller <laughs> a smaller person or, or give it to your lady friend or uh, whatever it is that you want to do there. So, again, uh, check that out, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Um, everyone will get mad at me if we go from good to bad. Um Look, everyone's entitled to have bad games, but Marcus has looked off to me um, all season so far. I'm not sure what you're seeing. Well, I, I think uh, shot-wise, I, I would agree with shot that. Shot-wise is I, awful, but he, he yeah. looks at, you know, today I, today he was allowing backdoor cuts. So, you know, he just, he was losing guys. He didn't look himself tonight. And again, it could be a back-to-back -back and that's fine, but he's not, he's usually the type of guy where you don't see those games. You see bad shooting games. He just looked off completely tonight to me. See, I was, this wasn't one of his better games, obviously, but I don't think he's been that bad defensively. In fact, I think he's been in many respects better defensively not including tonight. Um, I think that, that the presence of Malcolm Brogdon has really allowed him to be more of an of an elite defender who from a guy who already is an elite defender. But this wasn't a good night for him. Um, and that it's going to happen. I mean, we if there's one thing we, we know about Marcus, he's going to have those nights where you're going to be scratching your head wondering, like, what the hell is he doing out there? And other nights he's just going to blow us away by just absolutely everything aligning perfectly and him making an impact at both ends of the floor, um, but this was this wasn't one of Marcus's better nights. But I, you know, the, the, I'm I'm looking at just where he's at, just where his body's at, where his focus at, the things that he's doing more consistently than not. And I'm in a good place with him right now. I, I think he's he's going to have a good year. The numbers aren't probably I don't think will back it up, um, but I think his impact and his presence, which is what I think his strengths are, I think that's I think that's still in good shape. Well, what's interesting is if Derek White is now a three-point god and Malcolm Brogdon is handling the ball as well as he's handling and distributing and also playing defense, you are going to start to have some questions about closing lineups. Um, yeah. And it's going to get interesting, and not in a bad way, but uh, one of those guys is going to get squeezed out. Right now, you assume in many cases it's going to be Brogdon and Smart who close games. Um, but, um, you know, if White starts elevating his level of play, it makes it an interesting conversation. I mean, tonight's Derek White. You can't sit tonight's Derek White. Uh, you know, you really can't. Um, I, I, to Marcus's credit, you know, um, I, I can't remember when he took his last three, but it was – he didn't take one. I mean, he, he put he, – he holstered it for the rest of the night. When he got to one for nine quick, 
and then he stopped and you could see he was he was like i don't have it so that was a little bit of a sign of maturity there where he's like yeah i'm i'm toast right now and he stopped he stopped doing it uh and for most of the second half i can't remember exactly uh what the breakdown was but he went one for nine and he stopped that was the last one he took yeah well i know one of the things that he and him and i we talked about this in miami uh you know marcus we the, the younger marcus we knew very intense somewhat of a hothead and sometimes he let his emotions get the best of him and, and he's been working to be better at that but what he's finding is that uh more and more opponents are trying to get under his skin and try to just try to get that out of him and, and get him to lose control and tonight was one of those nights i mean you go back yeah, and look at some of the, the wendell carter I, I don't know you know did he steal his lunch money when he was at Duke or something? I don't know. Wendell really tried to get under his skin, and I understand that. I mean, if I'm Wendell Carter, I would probably try to do the same thing uh, because that's something that you know that, in theory, you can use to your advantage. I don't. I have no issues with him trying to do that. But I think there are going to be games where Marcus is going to be so locked into not losing control that he's just not going to play well because he's just going to be thinking more than just playing the game. Um, And there may have been some of that tonight, but um, you know, for the most part, he's been, been, been pretty good. Yeah. He only attempted two field goal attempts the entire second half. So, I mean, again, people get really frustrated because he missed so many shots early. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, again, and he decided I'm done. And he had, you know, finished with the eight assists and made a couple good defensive plays late. Um, so it wasn't as bad as it overall looked. I think just there was a big flip out where, you know, when he started the night, basically, you know, where he ended it in terms of his in terms of his shot yeah. making, it was pretty ugly. Particularly when you you know contrast that with uh, how good uh, Derek White. Um, Jalen had his first dud of the year. Um, yeah, and Jalen looked. Uh, Jalen looked. Jalen looked like he took tonight off uh, in in every aspect. It just wasn't. He he was not locked in at all. It wasn't just missing shots. I just thought he was. I thought he had a bad game all all around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, this he, was didn't, like, well, he didn't close out. He let some guys slip by him sometimes. It just wasn't. He just what? Just a bad game. Yeah, this was like the load management Jalen game. I mean, where he just should have been next to Al tonight. Uh, just did not have it. Uh, didn't seem as aggressive as we've seen in past. Uh, wasn't attacking off the dribble as much as we've seen. Uh, and it, it, again, you know, the, the Celtics. This is the luxury of having depth. You know, where you can have your second best player uh, play like that and still win because your fourth or fifth or sixth best player has a game of their own season for them. Uh, yeah. That's that's going to be the calling card of this team: the ability to f- find ways to win when they're not at their best. That's what the great ones do. Yeah, um, I'm saving my cornet stuff for Bobby. Now, and, and again, <laughs> there's no. There's no are, you, are you talking about the first time you got dunked on, or the? Uh, and and, and so again. Bad. I don't think it's worth bragging Jalen. It's a bummer to see it because, again, he and Tatum were just like, you know, the whole one and one a thing. They were just one and one the first two games, you know, just lockstep in terms of just production, but how much they could be counted on, you know, how reliable they were, how efficient they were. Um, and so it's a bummer to see, uh, you know, uh, a game like this. Uh, but again, everyone's entitled to them from time to time. It was just a, mm-hmm. it was a pretty grisly game overall. Uh, and as I said, I'm saving Cornette. Uh, Grant man was another friggin', uh, you know, beast again tonight. Minus that dumbass foul at the end of the half. Uh, yeah. 
It's another. I think he has two games this year where he hasn't missed a shot. Yeah, yeah, which which is kind of crazy. Because um, and him and I again, we we are uh, we were conversating about this in Miami, and we were talking about how. And I asked him about just that the transition from being that guy that you know could not literally literally couldn't make a damn shot to being a guy whose play now is in the 50 40 90 conversation because of how well you're shooting it from the field from three point lane land and obviously from the free throw line um he's come a long long way are the Celtics gonna have two 50 40 90 guys with him and Brogdon this year no <laughs> no 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 no. I think I think you know what. Here's the funny thing. I think Grant has a better shot at that than, than he Malcolm. does because the volume's going to be yeah, a little bit exactly. lower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll hit. He'll hit a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. The way this is going. Yeah, <laughs> and also he just takes his shots tend to be uh, easy, not easier. I mean, Brogdon's taking tough shots uh, in traffic and this and that. Um, you know, uh, so. Grant's going to get a lot of the benefit, a lot of those wide open corner threes that he's just knocking down uh, with uh, insane regularity. Um, so, so that's been good. Bobby, you were in the locker room. Why don't you give us a, why don't you dish a little bit? Yeah. A lot of talk about that white dunk. Grant was pretty shocked by it. Uh, white <laughs> said he was coming into, coming into the season, trying to show his friends back home that he could still dunk. So he's getting some dunk. He was telling the guys in the locker room, he's going to dunk some more. So he was just waiting for that opportunity to get downhill and, yeah, he he was having a fun time with it, but th- this team, like I, I just keep going back to how adaptable they are, how many different things each guy can do, and, and Derek and Grant are two prime examples of that. Uh, you talk about Grant's shot difficulty; he's kind of increased it. Yes, because he's he's attacking closeouts, you know, and he's, he's attacking uh, closeouts. Uh, he hit that three off the dribble. On he did a little night. euro step attacking a closeout in the lane. I think it was. I think it. Uh, he ended up with free throws. I'm not sure if it went in or not. But yeah, he's a, he's definitely some floaters. He's definitely uh, he's definitely changed that up a bit. Yeah, well, staying in control too, which is which is crucial. They don't want him doing too much, uh, which was my concern when we heard we were gonna, he was going to be experimenting. And I, I think it's a similar thing with Derek. They just take good shots. Like those guys aren't forcing much up there. Maybe White forced a few jumpers in this one, rhythm jumpers that aren't his thing. He's more of like a catch and shoot guy. Uh, but that's the biggest thing he's talking about in terms of that shot right now is being in the flow, uh, shooting from good positions, getting some good arc on it. And it really isn't a huge like technical adjustment that's allowing him to shoot this way right now. But uh, I think just knowing where his spots on the floor are and staying kind of consistent in that rhythm to set up his shot. Well, what's going on with your buddy? What's going on with Luke? Oh, uh, Sherrod, you want to take that? <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. That's your guy. Your guy. Bobby's like, maybe if, Bobby's like, maybe if I talk about Grant enough, John will forget. This is his chance. And I think he almost got dunked on three times. Sure, I kept looking over each attempt. I lost track after the second one. If there was a third one, I I didn't see it. Derek White visualized Luke Cornett in the lane during his dunk. That's how he got there, you know? He's like, just pretend it's Luke. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's too bad. Like, you've seen this team try to move fast and get up the floor and be versatile and all that stuff, and this doesn't seem like he fits it right now. You saw how slow and methodical and plotting it got when he went out there and they didn't they didn't 
play with him for too long, you know? And similar to Blake, Blake's giving him a little bit more energy at that spot at the very least, even though I feel like he's not a huge upgrade on him right now. So I'm not conceding yet. Give him some time, give him some extra opportunities here, but not a good start in his first opportunity. You sound like me with Romeo last season. Dude, Romeo again. It's two oh, DNP. Here we go. How many times are we going to mention him this season? Two DNP CDs, and the only game he played, they were getting drilled by 30 in the fourth quarter, and he went in for garbage time when they emptied the bench. Uh, they beat the Sixers tonight, who, by the way, the little side note, absolute friggin' wreck right now. Um, you know, uh, Embiid had 40 and 13, so. Um, you know, he's been catching a lot of flack. He had a, James Harden had a 2021 James Harden game, four for 18. But the defense, man, they can't keep anybody in front of them. And I think a lot of it has to do with the guards. You took Tybal doesn't really play anymore, so you don't have any kind of defensive stopper. The guards can't keep anybody in front of them. And Embiid, we find out, has play, had – and again, there's varying degrees of this, so there's no reason to overreact. But he'd been dealing with plantar fasciitis, however you pronounce that, in the offseason. Um, which again, something you can get over, but it's one of the reasons why he he was sucking wind in that first game. We called it, you know, he looked like he was huffing and puffing in the second quarter. I, he's out of shape. Um, and that hurts them because they rely on him so heavily, uh, there, but they're a mess, huh? Yeah. And it's not looking like, no, there's, there's no one coming to the rescue. This is who they are. I mean, doc, you know, we, <laughs> You look at all the different you know, betting lines about who's going to be the first coach fired, and Doc has consistently been in that top two, top three conversation. Um, this was a bad one, though. This was a really – because they're playing a team that does not want to win. Yeah. <laughs> and you're at home, and you do want to win. That That's a bad, bad, bad combination right there. Yeah. Um, you, you can't say enough bad things about them. Like, it, <laughs> Harden had the most – Harden had the most fake good game. I've ever seen on opening night with 35, seven and seven or something like that. And meanwhile, he's getting losing Tatum on a back cut on the key basket of the game, not in it defensively throughout the key turnovers where he just stops playing and it's Brown and Tatum are running the other way in the third quarter. That's when you knew something was up there along with the fact that he just wasn't connecting with Embiid on that night. And I haven't watched a ton of them since, but that pick and roll for them should be, money all day long it was yeah. the best in the league last year just them showing up to the court and playing together and for some reason they're not on the same page probably goes back to something off the floor um, in terms of like chemistry and stuff like that because that's just too easy of a basketball play for them to be foregoing in as much as they are yeah and you don't want to just kick it into mb because everything is so slow and you can you can draw defense to him like the Celtics were. As soon as he gets moving, you just bring in that second guy and it kind of mucks things up. So getting them in that pick and roll, I think, is, is you know, and the way that it worked when it works uh, is really difficult to defend. So, um, you know, whatever. Not a Sixers show, but really interesting. The, the Sixers it's just a, caught It's a contender sh- that, that's not I know. there right now. They just caught a little shrapnel because we were talking about uh, – we were talking about uh, – uh, Romeo a little bit. Matthew, thank you very much here for the super chat contribution. More on Vonley. More on Noah Vonley? Okay, I'll give you more. Noah's been a, a a revelation in the sense that, like, it's basically out of the league. Um, you know, high draft pick. Uh, and, you know, you, he was brought in as a total friggin' afterthought here by Brad. And he's first big off the bench um, with Rob out right now. 
Um, and I don't think that's going to change, but you put him into the starting lineup and you ask him to do a little bit more, he's going to get exposed. And so you really have to be careful with your Vonley minutes. Again, I think he's perfect in that 10, 12, 13, 14 minute role, but they're pretty thin with their big man depth here. I, I, I can roll with him as my third guy, but he can't be playing a lot of minutes every game. Yeah, and I think you saw it early in this one, right? He he was in positions to score, get offensive rebounds, make stops, and he just, just couldn't finish those. Plays. Not moving, not moving quickly enough. He would he would yeah. turn and the and and the ball was gone, or somebody was in his way, or he just couldn't. Someone recovered it. and blocked yep, him. Yeah, exactly. So Carter gave them issues here tonight. I thought that big man position still. You come out of this one and say, what do you really have there? Uh, and yes, you're down Robin Al, but you wanted to find something of a backup option at this point and all, all three of the ones they've looked at haven't given them much so far no but Wendell Carter is a hell of I mean he, he's a load to deal with I mean the, the inside outside games and the challenges that he presents um, this was not an ideal match for your first start as a Celtic uh, having to deal with a guy like that uh, but uh, again just kind of reiterate what John and, and you've both been saying I mean if he's your third big you're good you're loving that. You're loving him in that in case of an emergency, we'll use you extensively category. Well, that's, that's here's the role. thing. Here's the thing, Shrek. You're down Rob to begin with, right? And no one knows when he's coming back. You hope he's going to be back, but you don't know. So all of a sudden, that, that guy's not your third big. That's your backup guy. So if you need to give out a night off. All that sudden, was always the fear, thought, right? Who would have thought Von would be starting a game this year? It was unbelievable. And I, I'll give him credit. He's done a good job in the position he's in, but just shows – the lack of reliability you have. I mean, who, who played the important minutes of this game at center? Grant. Grant. But that's what uh, we said they had to do, right? We said that. I mean, at the beginning of the year, when we talked about what do you do with this big lack of big man depth? Nothing. You play small and and work make, tonight against the Magic. I know, but it doesn't matter. You're going to do that against anybody because ultimately, when you play small, you're creating matchup problems for them. So. Uh, and 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 you'll have some problems there as well. Certainly, you know, uh, you know, in the offensive glass. And yeah, it sucks when you're getting murdered. And again, when you play 23 seconds of great defense, they put up a bad shot. They get the offensive board and get an easy putback. That's very demoralizing, especially if it happens again and again and again against a good team. But there's no reason for the Celtics to abandon that and and just put in Luke Cornett because he's tall. They're worse for that. So you just live with it and you play small and you hope for the best. That's the only thing they can do. You're right. Because they're big everywhere else. Your guards are big, your wings are big, and you just you're creating you have mismatches other places. You're gonna get beat up a little bit down low in the blocks. It's gonna happen. But again, just take advantage of the things that work for you and don't try to be something you're not. They're just not big down low. Uh, and they won't be able to, you know, uh, you know, be formidable there until Rob returns. So they just have to you, they gotta go with, you know, piecemeal it together. But my question for you, well, what's the, and you guys are there, you're at the shoot around, you know, you heard the Al news today. It wasn't a planned rest day. Um, he woke up and wasn't feeling right. I don't love hearing that. I don't want to react, overreact to it. Um, but it wasn't like we, we theorized yesterday, Bobby, on the show, hey, do you think they might give Al a night off? And you're like, nah, that's not how they were talking about it. And then today something changed. Yeah, so that's what you're trying to connect here because to me that comment sounds like a throwaway to kind of ex excuse given the night because I don't think teams like to say they're resting guys. But uh, at the same time, he's talking like he doesn't need it. He's not expecting to. 
Uh, Joe had said yesterday that they weren't expecting to do this. So all that lines up to say that something changed. And Joe did say something could change. Uh, but that comment, that that is what concerns you a bit there, especially after big minutes in the fourth quarter. They've relied on him heavily so far. And this is what I keep going back to. Like, it's good they're grinding out these wins right now. But you do have to look at look to the bigger picture to some degree. And Al, Al really doesn't like talking about this. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it says that like he's getting older or it's kind of like a slight to him. I, I, I don't know why he always kind of bristles when the topic of rest comes up. But you look at last year, they gave him about one rest night a month. And he didn't play, I don't think, a single back-to-back last year. Uh, he might have played one or two, but most of the back-to-backs he sat in. So this lines up. I think it's the right thing to do. And I'm not totally concerned about that comment about the soreness waking. Like that could just be like mild, mild, mild pain. Okay. And just yeah. use that as a reason. To I'm not saying I am them. either. I just wanted your read on it, you know, just because you guys are there. It sounded like you a know. throwaway comment to me, Sherrod. How about you? It, it, it did. But listen, when, whenever you're talking about an athlete who has been through as many battles and wars as Al has, anytime that they're, last minute scratch not going to be in the lineup uh there's a part of me that's going to be concerned about that now is that going to be the overriding theme or or thought that i have no but when because of where al's at age-wise i absolutely worry anytime he's supposed to when he's supposed to play and he doesn't uh because that means as al excuse me as as joe said something changed and that change more times than not is not for the better it could be something as simple as al changed his mind about wanting to rest and say, yeah, maybe I, maybe I could use a night off. Um, but I think part of his discomfort in talking about it is because Al is like a lot of these guys. He's a competitor. And they're still having trouble embracing the idea that they need additional days off end season to miss games when they grew up in an era when that just didn't happen. The people who are influential to them in terms of basketball didn't take days off. They didn't have load management. They just played until they could not play anymore. And I think Al, he understands that, but he's also in a present-day position where he knows this is the best way to win a championship. They need him at his best in April and May and June. We saw um, Kawhi Leonard to, is the poster child for load management. He, they won a title in freaking Toronto because of the way that they were able to manage his health. Uh, and, and, you know, that's it's part of the it's just part of the, the new NBA landscape where you have to manage that stuff, particularly when you talk about veterans. I take it one step further. I have no problem with him sitting for back-to-backs, even without Rob, because games right now don't matter. I mean, yes, they all matter. Seating sometimes matters. You know, obviously, you know, you give away a lot of games early. You know, that can cost you down the road. But for this team, it doesn't matter. They have uh, – their goal is – hit the playoffs in full stride with everybody fully healthy and ready to go because their, 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 their eyes are on a much, much, much larger prize. And yes, you know, can they get there if they're not the one seed? Of course they can. Um, so it doesn't matter. And they have enough talent to win most nights against yeah, most and that's teams, the key. against most teams without having to do it there. That was not always the case. If you were missing one of your key players, you saw how many times where they they'd be down one guy and it would make all the difference because their depth was so freaking bad at times, you know, certainly in the early part of last year, I felt like they just had so many of those games where like they can still win without this guy. Right. And then they wouldn't. So you, you're in a better position to do that. I'd take it one step further, but they'll not only sit the back-to-backs, even now, 
I'd be targeting 24, 25 minutes a game instead of trying to push him into the 28, 20, in the 30, 31, 32. Because I want him fresh all year long. I don't want to beat him up. I don't want him playing insanely long minutes. That's what one of the good good things about Rob playing his 30 last year, <laughs> if you may or may not have cost him, is that Al didn't have to um, log heavy, heavy, heavy minutes. So, And again, it's another reason why I like splitting those guys and not going double big is uh, I like one on at all times. And if you split that game and then you have them both on sometimes, you're in the 25, 26, 27 ra minute range with both those guys. That's perfect right there. That's where I want to be. Um, you know, uh, and, and so that's what you want when Rob returns, ideally. And I, I'd keep Al's minutes low as, as low as you can because they absolutely need him. When you talk about critical guys, Al right now would be the most critical loss early in the year, as, as strange as it sounds. I, I was just going to say, like, for all the freaking out we did over Rob's injury, Al, late last year, his presence meant a lot more than Rob's because of his switching, because of uh, the movement he provides on And offense, he started to shoot well later in the year, right. Shooting, yeah, you get a little so bit So a little more spacing, whereas, yeah. Whereas Rob is kind of two-dimensional, uh, shot blocking and rolling and things like that. So. It, you need Al healthy when it matters. And that's the most important thing right now. Yeah, totally. Um, what your thoughts, Bobby, we circling back to you on, uh, you know, uh, we, we talked about, we do, White we, do have, um, we do have Jason coming right now to the podium. So, can I Oh, you're going for it. He's still, right he's back. still making you wait even on the road. Yep. Here he is now. Hustle up, go get Jason. We'll, we'll, we'll put a bow on it when you know, Bobby, we just saw too much. Totally too much. Bobby, 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 got the camera into crotch level. That's gonna. That be was a, not that, phenomenal. That was gonna not be phenomenal. A, that's gonna be a meme, um, pretty soon. Slow mode Zapruder style. That's gonna make it onto Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I was gonna hit him up a little bit on uh, on on White because he was talking about the shot stuff as well. Um, but uh, you know, going through the rest of it here. Uh, what did I want to hit on here briefly with you, Sherrod? Going through my notes, going through my notes. Because we talked Von Lay, we've talked Tatum, we talked Brown struggling, um, talked a little Grant. We talked Bobby's guy, Luke Oh, Burnett. so uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. That was my last one. Overall, you know, uh, I forget exactly what the numbers uh, were, but uh, even before tonight, you know, the overall defensive numbers were definitely down. Um, and, you know, tonight didn't help. You know, so a question of right now, personnel or execution? I would say it's execution. Um, I would say as much as definitely execution, because I, I, I do think that guys are uh, – they know what they need to do. It's just a matter of doing it and doing it consistently and, and then making sure they're all on the same page. I go back to the Miami game where there was a possession where uh, Blake Griffin and Marcus Smart were having a conversation about, you know, where Blake needed to go, and it led to a layup. Uh, and, and that that can't happen. Uh, it just can't happen. So um, I think they'll figure it out because, again, we're, we're just three games into it, and I, and I get that. Um, and I think the pieces are there. I, I don't think they have a lot of guys that are just, you know, defensively inept uh, across the board. You know, Blake, Blake is probably the closest one to that, but he's figured out that I'm going to help this team with just effort. 
Uh, I'm just going to, you know, diving for loose balls and keeping balls alive and, and steals and just a lot of the intangible type things that he can bring to the game that he plans to. Uh, and I think he's done a decent job with the minutes he's given up. But, you know, you, you've got to recalibrate your expectations for him. This isn't Blake Griffin jumping over damned, you know, Kia cars. Uh, that dude is not coming back anytime soon. Um, so he's still able to contribute, but not obviously the way he's done it in the past. And there, he's just, he's just a nice role player. To me, he's a part of that in case of an emergency role he'll play. Uh, he's not going to play, I don't think, until a couple of guys ahead of him are hurt. And that was the, the case tonight. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's just, you know, I you just want to be fair about it. Like, I you want to buy into the offensive improvement, right, um, across the board. And you want to feel like, okay, they're, uh, you know, like if something has changed here for the better and they've unlocked a bunch of things and they're playing a lot better and there's personnel, but there's also maturation and growth uh, and the lineups that they're putting out there. But if you're going to believe in one thing, you really do have to question. Uh, I'm still surprised how bad the defense has been, um, you know, uh, to this point, even without Rob. And I, 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 you know, again, I'm not trying to freak it out. It's just simply you can't attribute it all to one person. This is the hallmark of the team. And you did add a player in Brogdon who should be coming in and be able to uh, be a terrific two-way player. And he is. So I don't want to put everything on one guy missing because even when Rob was out for a stretch last year, they were still playing elite level defense and they're nowhere near that right now. No, they're, they're, they're not. And I, I think that's the almost like the trade-off when you have an emerging And, and you want to talk about the potential EMA factor here, you know? Because if you want to talk about Joe likes to play it open up and this and that, that's great. Maybe that's part of the sacrifice. Maybe it's just harder to be a good defensive team when you're constantly on the move. You know, there's more possessions on both sides, so the defensive mm-hmm. numbers are going to look overall worse. There's going to be more points scored because you're playing with more pace, but that's going to benefit you. And that's fine as long as you're outscoring the other team. But you just want to believe you can get stops when you need stops yeah and they're they're not quite constructed to do that now I think the pieces are there I just don't think that they're they have built up that that team synergy to go out there and do that and do it consistently like we saw them do at the end of last season Uh, particularly when you talk about one of the keys to that transformation was Rob's emergence Uh, and to not have him you know there you they're just trying to get by. I think at this point, I, I think when he returns that you'll quickly see a shift to where they're playing defensively, similar to what we've seen uh, before. You know, we've seen what we saw last season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, we've seen a lot of, I mean, you've seen some, you know, what are the figures here? 120, 127. I mean, they're putting up some big friggin' numbers here, but I do want to see mm-hmm. one of those signature defensive games where they just erase a team. Um, but Again, maybe it is. I again, I don't want to put it all on Rob, and maybe that is that easy. Some people think that that uh, is entirely the defense. It's just, it, it's a bit worse than I would have expected, even even with Rob being gone right now. Uh, and that's why I kind of why I pointed at Marcus. That's why I pointed a little bit at Jalen's uh, game tonight because you really can't you can't take nights off uh, here because right. there's nobody to save your ass. You know, um, back there, like yeah, you can you can you can 
you can smoke a possession, you know, miss something sometime, and Rob would be there to bail you out and clean up for a lot of stuff. And they weren't doing that a ton last year, but you knew that it was back there. When it's not there, it definitely changes things a little bit. Um, but, you know, still have to be considerably better. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think they will. I mean, I, I think they will over time because at the end of the day, the main thing is are you giving yourself a chance to win um, with your play? And they're doing that. And, and like I said, I, I think defensively they will – gradually improve and certainly when Rob gets back they'll be appreciably better uh, all right I need to do something before Bobby returns so give me a second uh, we wanted to talk about calm um, our other sponsor very quickly um, you guys know about athletic greens but you should also know about calm um, so if you haven't um, checked them out you definitely should a uh, number one health and wellness app it's something that all of us use religiously here at the garden report um, from uh, you know uh, you know sleep stories to curated music tracks to sound effects, nature sounds, uh, all these different things that help you relax, help you get your mind and your body right. It's a great thing to uh, listen to before you go to bed every single night. Um, and if you go to calm.com/garden, you'll get forty percent off a premium subscription, which gives you access to the entire library. They're updating this constantly uh, with new stuff that you can check out. It's definitely worth it. Again, um, it's calm.com/garden. Get 40% off a premium subscription and a free phenomenal t-shirt. I guarantee it. Plus a Cedric Maxwell t-shirt. I'm throwing that bonus in as well. If you DM me with your receipt, your shirt size, your address, we will send it over to you right away. Calm.com slash garden. Uh, get your mind right with Calm. Again, the number one mental wellness app out there on the market right now. 40% off a premium subscription. Um, Sherrod, before we uh, look ahead here, Chicago, I think, is coming up next. Um, Chicago, I believe, um, is uh, – I mean, I know they're, they're off to a really rough start. They got drilled by the Cavs tonight. Yeah, yeah. That, that was bad. That was really bad. But at, home, mean, at home, drilled by the Cavs and, tonight. And that's the thing that's really kind of jumping out to me is some of these these struggles that teams are having. It's one thing to, to go on the road and struggle and get blown out, but when teams are coming to your crib and they're not the best team in the East, but they're treating you as if you're the worst team in the East, um, something, something's not right with, with that. Um, yeah. So I, it'll, but again, I, I always worry about these games because they always feel like trap games when you're playing a team that's really desperate and you're in their, their backyard. But, um, yeah, well, they're they're in a trap game here. So, I mean, they just kind of had one, but let me ask you this. This goes back to both the defense and the effort again, you know, the, 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 the plus side of a, of a game like tonight, Sherrod is obviously that you, uh, played like crap and won, which is good. You need to have a few of these. The downside is you played like crap. Um, and, you know, Jason Tatum said it, um, you know, after the game um, in his, uh, in his uh, interview with Abby um, on, the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the game broadcast, if we want to get where we want to go, we got to play much, much better than we're playing right now. So while it's good, it's not whatever. Um, you know, again, to bring Ime into this, uh, you know, conversation, um, Ime got a lot of credit last year for writing the ship and for being able to go into halftime or call a timeout and very famously say something like, you guys are playing like assholes right now. Um, and that would resonate. And a lot of times that would help kind of, it was just a little verbal smack upside the head that would turn them around and get them going in the right direction, which they needed some time. And Bobby, when you're ready to jump back in, let me know and I'll let you back in. Um, Bobby's in uh, just coming out of the locker room. Um, 
Does does Joe have that in him? And Bobby, are you good? Yeah. Okay. Does Joe have Does Joe have that in him? Do you think? I can't hear you, Bobby. Does he have, does he have that dog in him? Does he have what he may had to be able to say, you know, hey, oh, Sherrod's froze. Oh, Sherrod froze for a second. Um, to say, hey, uh, you know, stop, stop playing like assholes. Let's pull it together. No, doesn't seem so. much like his style. Although I guess he dug into them at certain times, especially on I think yeah. it was opening night in, in a couple of timeout huddles. So I think individually he's capable of doing it, but he is not someone who's going to go to the media and do it or do it publicly or challenge guys in that format, which is stuff we like. If it's behind the scenes and individual and it's effective, I guess that's good. But we don't need to uh, see it. I'm just wondering yeah. whether he's got you know. It's again, it's that's everyone that's, tells me he is. Yeah. Everyone I talk to, like there's a fire, there's a fiery side to him uh does a directness he'll tell it like it is i hear that a lot around him i'm just waiting for some specific examples well i know that there were different times in this in this game that just concluded where he you know was was pretty animated with some of the things that are going on i know there was one there at one point there was a grant williams that picked up a foul and and he just you know can't quite read his lips in, in that moment, but he, it was not, it wasn't, hey, Grant, how you doing? I love you, man. It was definitely not that type of conversation. Uh, and I, I do think he has it in him, but I think for him, he's got to make it through this for this season before I think he can truly feel like himself. Because he's, I mean, if we're being honest and we're being real, he's got a season-long job interview. <laughs> That's what this is for him. Uh, and even if you do a great job, you still might not get the job. Uh, and so I, I think he's, yeah. he's picking his spots. Sherrod, you know, when you're an adjunct professor, you got to be nice to all of the students, right? Because you need those good reviews and you want to keep getting bought back. As soon as they give your ass tenure, all right, asshole, come into my office. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I actually think of you, you know? So, so yeah, that's what he's dealing with, you know? I it's feel definitely- it, Joe. <laughs> I know. I, I feel Joe. I do. Yeah. I do. I understand him so much better than I wish I did. (laughs) Professor Sherrod Blakely. Um, Guys, let's wrap this up here. And again, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you for the super chats. We do appreciate those. Um, You know, uh, you know, it, 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 it helps. It helps us keep churning out the content for free. It's great. Like we said, gets Bobby bucket hats, gets us improved Wi-Fi. Uh, and hopefully gets those t-shirts printed so we can finally send them out to you. Uh, but, um, you know, through three games right now, uh, you know, I'll ask you guys, uh, what, 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 if anything, has surprised you the most with this team? The multiple, the multitude of contributions. Uh, the fact that you've got guys like Derek White, who supposedly wasn't a very good shooter, who's looking like one of the best shooters on the team. Grant Williams, uh, disappointed not getting the deal done, but he's playing it the way you're supposed to. You don't just sit around and sulk because you didn't get a deal done. You go out there and make them regret not signing you to uh, whatever it is you were looking for and that they're going to probably have to pay more than they want to if you continue to play like this. Uh, those two guys specifically have been kind of the big surprises for me uh, after these first three games. I'll go back where we started, White. I knew he looked better in camp. I didn't know he had this in him. Uh, this is such a pleasant surprise. Not only to see him start, but fit perfectly with that group. Almost negate that loss that they have to Rob there. Not so much with the rim protection, but other things Rob did. Uh, almost doing some of those things better in terms of passing and rolling and stuff like that. He's been a revelation. And to round out, 
uh, what's been a really good starting unit for this team, I feel like it, it has been, I think, probably the biggest reason that it's been such smooth sailing. You found that fifth starter right away on your first try to bring that group together. So uh, credit to Missoula. I mean, he's think of all the buttons he's hitting right now. He's got these guys buying in. He's undefeated on challenges. Uh, no issues at all so far. He is just... I don't know if it could be incidental. I think he's trying to be as hands-off as possible, but everything's going well for him. How could it have gone any better stepping into this position than it has? I'm going to co-sign on White. I'm going to co-sign on Missoula as runners-up for my biggest kind of surprise um, because I wasn't surprised as much as it was unknown. I'm going to put Hauser in that category too. This this preseason hype of Hauser, 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 he's going to get minutes. They're going to trust him. He's going to whatever. I didn't know if that was going to happen or not. And I still don't know how much confidence they fully have in him. Cause again, they put him on ice pretty much in the second half, but the fact that he's out there and not absolutely puking all over himself on defense and he's a plus right now, he's a plus right now. And on top of that is we've seen, you've seen practice players, guys who, I mean, up until the day he left, everybody was saying, what about Aaron Neesmith? He still makes 80% of these things in practice. You know, he's still an amazing practice shooter, but the game was too sped up for him. He just couldn't get his shot off in rhythm ever when he was here. Um, and that's just, that was that. Um, and so Hauser, when he got in there and playing real minutes, I mean, we saw him in the summer league look overmatched it a couple times. I'm like, oh my God, he can't get free here. I really thought that was a wild card. I did not know how that was going to translate, but the spacing's been so good. He's really able to just get into rhythm and shoot an open shot. And he's got a quick release. And when he catches it, that thing is out and he shoots it confidently and he's great, but he's not killing himself on defense. But my biggest surprise, believe it or not, is going to go to the best player on the team uh, and it's Tatum. And again, the fact that he hasn't done any of the things that drive me or some people occasionally crazy about him. He's done none of them through three games. Uh, it's the, 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 the poison maturity that he's playing with his decision-making his effort on both sides of the floor. He's just playing on it. He's on such a high level right now. Um, it's just, it, like he like he just is, is MVP in the cards, Sean? I mean, right now it's not even a question. I mean, right this is this level. Again, the thing with Tatum that always has him in an MVP conversation, regardless, is that he's such a great two-way player and a lot of the others. Not, I mean, I know Jokic's advanced stats made it look like he was more uh, uh, impactful on the defensive end than he actually is. He's not. Tatum is, you know, absolutely. Certainly Embiid is a good defensive player as well. Luka's not. Ja is not. None of those guys are going to wow you. So Tatum was there for that. But right now, he's offensively, he's playing so well and so within himself uh, and just doing all the right things and making the right reads and making quick decisions. Um, he's on a different planet than he was uh, for most of last year where I just felt he was just kind of hot and cold last year. Really, it was just he was always playing defense. He did some things really well, but it was either his, his game was defined by the shots are falling or the shots aren't falling. And he just had a lot of rough games where he's just making things really hard on himself. Um, and uh, it's just not happening right now. So I, already he just looks, he just looks a, a level up from where he was last year when he was first team all NBA. And it's incredible because he did have a very long off season, you know, like that was the thing where like, how different are these guys going to be? We saw them two months ago, you know, and he looks different to me. He looks totally different. 
He does. And like I, in the I just best thought, way possible. In, in everything that he does, great. He's doing it all at once. And I, I just talked to him a little bit about that a moment ago in terms of why it looks so easy for him. Because that, that's the biggest difference right now is it looks like he's getting out ahead of defenses. He's playing low and close to the rim. It's the opposite of what he was doing last year and especially earlier in his career. You talk about the uh, phasing out of the fadeaways too, John. And uh, what he said was, he kind of saw how complicated things are in the playoffs and like all the different things you have to do to free you up in those self up in those situations that the regular season almost slowed down. And he realized that he can be more direct and just kind of go and attack and get to his spots uh, rather than having to over process things or, you know, bring too much screening into play or all these different things you have to do into the playoffs. Like he's just, he's just getting to his spot scoring and overpowering guys right now. And honestly, in the midst of this game, what did he start 10 or 12? It looked like he was playing a team that wasn't an NBA team. That's what it looked like. It, it, like, it was yeah. like he went down to college, played an exhibition. And it was easy. Like it was easy. There. It was it was one of those it was one of those YMCA summer workout videos. You know, that's what it looked like. You know, like oh, look, Wendell ben- Carter. Yeah. <laughs> so, these are big guys he was going through. Yeah. The the drive the drive and the finish has been unreal. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll let these guys go because they're uh, they got to pack it up and they've got to catch early flights, I presume. Uh, Sherrod, are you going all the way to Chicago or no? No, I'm heading back to Boston. Okay, uh, we're heading back. These guys are back. We'll do another show Monday night. Whoever's around, I think Jimmy will be back in the fray at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, it's Celtics Bulls uh, last road game. And then they return home, I believe. Uh, who's 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 on the docket after that? Friday against Atlanta. Atlanta's I been think. awesome, huh? Yeah, so that should be a good one. Unless I'm totally mistaken. They go Monday, Friday? Yeah. yeah. So nice week okay. of practice ahead. Oh, actually, the Cavs. Not the Cavs. Uh, Atlanta. It's the Cavs. But another Cavs. another good team. Okay. Yeah, no, so it's fun. It's a fun start. You get to see a lot of these teams that might be uh, in the mix here. Um, it, it is, yeah, it's the Cavs. It's Chicago and then uh, and then Cleveland on Friday. Nice little break for us. We get a few days off to rest. Al can rest his weary bones after three games and four nights for the Celtics. And, you know, um, get a nice little rest there before a game Friday in Cleveland. Uh, we'll see you guys Monday night. Thank you guys for hanging out again. If you can support our sponsors, uh, Athletic Greens. Um, where is that guy? Where is that little guy? I'll find Athleticgreens.com slash garden. I know it, but I like people to see it too. There it I is. Just them a head, head start. Athleticgreens.com slash garden. Uh, one-stop shopping for all of your health needs. One little scoop in a cup of water. Um, use that code right there. Athleticgreens.com slash garden. Free one-year supply of vitamin D and uh, five free travel packs with your first purchase. And of course, uh, who could forget Calm, the number one mental wellness app, calm.com slash garden. Receive 40% off a Calm premium subscription. We do appreciate all of the Super Chats, guys, really do. Um, if you haven't already, uh, make sure that you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel for all of our uh, you know coverage. You'll have uh, post-game videos coming up from Bobby uh, after the game. As always, you can check out our Discord server, clnsmedia.com slash Discord. You want to keep the conversation. Uh, you can head there and again give Sherrod a little plug here. Fullcourtpress.bulletin.com for all of Sherrod Blakely's NBA written material. Uh, he's got an article there, as he mentioned, on Derek White and his improved shooting stroke. Very prescient, as we saw uh, heading into tonight. Um, you know, that story was already published, and D. White showed out 
um, nailing a bunch of threes and having his best game of his uh, Celtics career. So, again, everybody, thanks for hanging out. The Celtics win. They are 3-0 and on their way to 82-0, 126-120 over the Magic. Sherrod Blakely and Bobby Manning in Orlando, thank you guys. Uh, and we'll see everybody later. Good night, all. 